Good morning, Tamika! <laughs> Good morning. You sound like Bruce Forsyth, whatever it's called. Do I? Yeah. Really? Yeah, on that, come on down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hi. How's your week been? Good. Good. Busy. Yeah. Yours? Yeah, yeah, not too bad, thank you. Good. Um, so, oh, last week we were talking about creepy pasta, and I yes. was like, what's that, what's that? Little update. Yeah, so, uh, creepypasta, apparently, for those that you don't know, it's probably just me, uh, <laughs> Definitely are essentially just internet horror stories, this is just from Google, by the way, passed around on forums and other sites to disturb and frighten readers. The name creepypasta comes from the word copypasta, an internet slang term for a block of text that gets copied and pasted over and over again from website to website. Mm. So almost like those like chain mail type things kind that of, keep yeah, getting for the internet. Yeah, yeah right. So, yeah, that kind of thing. So I don't um, know why I'm acting like I don't know. I do know what it is. Yeah, you said something earlier, weren't you, about yeah. uh, some creepy pastors to listen to? So I'm gonna because I've like exhausted all of my other podcasts now, and I have to wait for them to come out weekly. So I'm gonna go and yeah. find some of those to listen to while I'm. At some point, we're going to be starting like a different segment at the beginning. So maybe we'll do a little poll on Instagram and see what people want to do. Creepy yeah. pasta could be an option. Yeah. Read them what out. options are there? There is like unexplained. Yeah. So like things that just don't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Unsolved. No, that would be more in the big cases. Okay. So little things like things like conspiracy theories, things that aren't too heavy. Okay. Because I find that you know sometimes you need a little bit of light at the end of a bad case. Yeah, sure. Or at the beginning. Or at the beginning, yeah. So thought something like that would be a nice idea. Yeah, and it's nice to actually have like other people's input as well because if that's more of like when you cast your opinion, wasn't it? Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Brilliant. So. Okay, so my turn to go first. It it? is, yeah. yeah. Third week. Third. I know, I know. I can't believe really how far we are into January as well. I know. We're like, well, it's last week, next week. Oh, when yeah. this will be... No, when this will be out, it'll be February. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to more good weather for yeah. more family scooting. <laughs> okay, so, uh, are you ready? I'm ready. Thanks. Okay, so this week I am going to be telling you the story of Kirby Noden. That's local, right? Yep, mm. you got it. Mm. Uh, Marazion? Yeah. Which um, is, for anyone that doesn't know, probably about 15 miles, 20 miles away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it's a Marathon in Penzance. Yeah. Cornwall. So, buckle up. Okay. I've had, I've seen a little bit on the news, but I've purposely not looked. Because mm-hmm. I know that this was a request, right? It was, yeah. So. So we were going to do it last week. Yeah. So, so I've purposely not looked at any news. I know what the guy looks like, just because I've seen his face popping around. So. It was January 19th, 2017, and a woman called Rebecca Tilford received a message from her cousin, Dean Blow. The message was unexpected, but welcome, because she hadn't heard from her cousin or his girlfriend since November 2016. Okay. His message read, Can't remember half of what I've done. I just know it's bad. I'm so sorry. If you want to have a go at me, maybe I'll remember. Sorry, cuz. I really am. That's weird. It's almost like he wanted his um, cousin to have a go at him. Dean then stopped replying until Rebecca noticed he was back online in May 2017. She saw his profile okay. pop back up on Facebook. So she sent him a message straight away. Dean's replies then revealed the full horrifying truth. Okay. One message. So wait, he got, he got away with it for like however long, whatever he did. Wait. Okay, I'm waiting. Go for it. <laughs> His next message read, facts are this, there was a body looking like Kirby. 
on the floor and it was there for days, just not an overnight dream. It was still there day after day. Another one read, I cut it up and I put it in the bin and flushed fat and guts down the toilet. <sighs> the blood is still there now and the pool mat of matter is still stained on the floor. These messages included photos and one of them was showing a blood spattered ceiling. Oh my God. Imagine getting, like, receiving that. What the fuck? No, thank you. So, Kirby Noden was originally from Winsford in Cheshire. In that secondary school, age 14, Kirby started a relationship with a boy called Dean Lowe. The pair grew apart but rekindled their relationship when Kirby was around 25. Kirby and Dean later moved to Torquay together before coming homeless and walking the coastal path to Cornwall, ending wow. up in Penzance. That's a long-ass fucking way as well. It really is. Wow, that must be like 120 miles away. Yeah. Wow, what the fuck. Unfortunately, Kirby's mum was reported to say that Dean was very controlling and that he made her choose between him or her. Uh, Kirby was said to have followed Dean around like a puppy and that she said he was her soulmate. Mm -hmm. So the couple lived in a tent before moving into a flat in Marazion. An article in The Independent said that, and I quote, Lowe described this as a bad time because they've been homeless quite a lot drinking on the streets, taking drugs and trying to forget bad memories. Mm. Now, somewhere in between all of this, Kirby had three children and she'd unfortunately lost two. So she had mm -hmm. five in total and lost two. So two of the children were fathered by Dean, but I can't see anywhere or I haven't read anywhere that the children lived with them. And I'm assuming, no. and I am just assuming, I, I don't know this for sure, that due to the chaotic lifestyle, and that was yeah. reported that they had a chaotic lifestyle, um, and not having a permanent address, I'm yeah. guessing they wouldn't be able to live with them. No, I would imagine not. I think from the interview that I saw with Kirby's mum, that I, I'm assuming she didn't say it, but I'm assuming that her children were with, with Kirby's yeah. mum. Okay. So Kirby was said to have been a loving person, and she was artistic with a great imagination, and it was reported that she was all smiling, and it was what she, she was known for in her family. Mm -hmm. So it sounds like she was loved by many. Yeah. Um, where Kirby lived in Marazion, she was said to be friendly, but she liked to keep herself to herself. Mm -hmm. um, she was seen regularly going into town running errands, except people stopped seeing her around. After Rebecca Tilford received these messages from her cousin Dean, she made a call to Kirby's mother, Anita, who asked her if she'd heard from Kirby, and Rebecca told Anita that Kirby was missing. It was at this point that Rebecca's mum phoned the police. Uh -huh. So that would have been Dean's auntie. Yeah, got it. I, I did read uh, in uh, Cornwall Live that she just thought that he was, that he'd been taking yeah. lots of drugs. Uh huh. Yeah, um, I guess that would be normal. Although you're sort of thinking, well, hang on a minute, nobody's heard from her from January until mm. May. Their lifestyle was reported to be chaotic, so mm -hmm. therefore, and um, you know, it, maybe it wasn't. What I assume is, is that it wasn't unusual for them not to hear from her. Okay, yeah, um, makes sense. So, we now move on. On the morning of May 18th, 2017, PC Craig Neal attended the flat of Dean Lowe and Kirby Noden, where Dean answered the door and admitted his guilt and said that he didn't know how he did it, but it was clear that Kirby was dead. PC Neil was then invited into the flat and could see blood uh, and said to have been told by Lowe that he had cut out the carpet because it was full of blood and guts. Oh God. 
What a P psycho. PC Neil was also told by Dean that he'd made a necklace out of Kirby's teeth and he didn't know how it had taken him until May for them to come and arrest him. So Meeks, okay. can I just, like, he had been living with oh. her blood splattered all over the flat for four months. Oh my God. Like, that would stink. And that's just horrific. What the fuck? So, in his police interview, Lowe said that there had been an argument between himself and Kirby. Dean then says uh, he, well, he claimed to have blacked out and then afterwards realised that there was a body uh, on the floor in the flat. As soon as I heard the first text, I thought to myself, he blacked out. Uh, he blacked out. Okay, yeah, you're doing the quotation. I'm please. doing the quotation thing. Blackout or not. He then said that he removed it in pieces and flushed her insides down the toilet and dumped her body parts in wheelie bins down the road. Oh, my God. That is awful. He was claimed to have said to one officer that he saw a knee, but it didn't look like Kirby's knee, so he put it on top of the bin so that the bin man could find it. What the fuck? He had memories he couldn't explain and said that he blacked out and remembered it being smaller and lid, so he just chopped it up. Like, what the fuck? Then, he tried to say that Kirby was actually alive and living with a man called Dan. And it was all a set up. Ugh. Set up for what? To get arrested? <laughs> Dean then went on to claim that he was attacked by a black man in the room and that he was raped. Lowe then told police that Kirby and Dan returned every now and again to drug him. The fuck? The really like, sad truth is that Dean had struck Kirby so hard with a rock that it broke that rock into pieces. <gasps> wow. He what then went fuck? on to beat her with a metal pole before getting rid of her body in that horrid, horrid way. Oh. Kirby's body, all remains, has never been found. Jesus Christ. That's horrific. It just, like, it just, what goes through, you know, someone's mind to, to do something like I know. that. I know. And I'm not saying it's not true that he didn't black out but like how oh, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. No. Like oh. So at trial mm -hmm. Dean claimed that Kirby and Dan had set him up but the jury didn't believe him and he was convicted of a murder in May 2018 and he was sentenced to 28 years in prison. Anita, Kirby's mum, said that she hates Dean with a passion and that she, th she thinks that this happened because Kirby had started to make plans to move back to Cheshire to be with their family. Mm. Control. You did say earlier about him being really controlling. Yes, because all the while, while I was researching this case, I was like, what? Okay, so he's off his head on, on whatever drugs he could get his hands on. Yeah. It was reported that he would, um, if he didn't have enough money for drugs, he would do something called bloodletting. Right. So, when, um, so uh, have you ever heard of bloodletting? No, okay. no, I So bloodletting is um, what Dean would do if they run out of money for drugs. It, he would drain blood wow. from himself because it would give him sort of like a, a high wow. because he'd feel dizzy and like that's how desperate he would get. Yeah. Jesus. So, I think that it's really sad that Kirby's family have never been able to find her, find her, yeah. and put her to, to rest. I think that's awful. It, it is. It's well, it's bad enough, you know, finding out that your child or your family has been hurt without 
being able to say goodbye and put them to rest, I think that's just cowardly and awful. And I think as well, like, for people that know where we live, like, thankfully, and I'm really grateful, we don't live in a place where things like this happen very often. No, that's so why I think it's such a shock when it does. It, it really is yeah. a shock uh, that, you know, something like that could happen mm-hmm. just down the road from you. You know, people, the shopkeepers apparently were, like, concerned about her because they reckon that she, they don't know the exact date mm-hmm. of her murder. So it's between, the last time she was seen was on the 11th of January. Yeah. So it was some time between the 11th and the 14th of January. Right. That he murdered her. Is that what they think or is that the estimated that, sort that of? That is what, what they've estimated. Right, okay. Um, from the timeline and yeah, from yeah. what he has told them. Mm-hmm. But four months? Yeah. To live in that for four months, you've got to have something really, and I don't know how much I believe of the whole I no, blacked out no. and this made up story that, Either he's very, very unwell mm-hmm. and is having delusions of, you know, thinking he's being set up. Yeah. It could be like drug yeah, paranoia, like psychosis yeah. or, you know, any of the, I'm surmising, like any of those yeah. things. But, you know, what an awful thing to do yeah. to the person that you're meant to love. I know. And it, then you have the question of, did he love her? Or was it just somebody that accepted him? And, you know, again, you know, I'm just sort of like thinking out loud, but... She it said that she followed him around like a little puppy. Yeah. You know, she he, she thought that he was his he was her soulmate. Mm-hmm. But according to Kirby's family, he was really controlling and mm-hmm. and he made her choose. Thing is, is I think we both know from you know past past experiences that that you don't know about the control when you're in it. No, you don't see it until no. you're out, and you don't always see it then either. No, so, no, you uh, don't. And I think you know this is a really good time to bring awareness to yeah domestic abuse. For sure. Whether that's physical, mental, financial, Any. anything. It's um, still abuse. Yeah, exactly. So we'll put some... Um, some links to some charities that can help, you know, help you get out or yeah. some counselling services. Pardon? Help you make a plan. Yeah, yeah, because that's what you need. Thanks. You know, you can't just get up and leave. It's hard, hard to take that first step. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think that the, the way that they're tightening laws around stalking around you know back in 2015 when they changed the law that you know, psychological abuse was also yeah a crime yeah a crime yeah, for gaslighting sure. all of those, those things and like you say sometimes you don't realize it's happening to you nope. uh, until someone points it out or until you do yeah or until it might be too late yeah you know and i think we're really lucky now with all the platforms that we get to bring mm-hmm. awareness and that you know there is help yeah, there is. Always help. There is. You're never on your own. No, even if it's just picking up the phone to somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can send messages privately. They will send you a, a private VPN. Yeah. For you to talk to them online and they will help you sh- like clear yeah. your search history. And nobody knows where like where it's coming from. Exactly. You so can be totally anonymous. There's lots of tools out there. Yeah. And, and it's scary to leave and it's not... And I think sometimes people back away from the help mm-hmm. because it's like, well, I'm, I'm not ready to do that yet. Yeah. But Small steps, sometimes it, it really does take small steps. Yeah. You don't know you're ready until you take those first steps. Exactly. So just um, keep on getting that support yeah. around you. Mm-hmm. So that is the really, really sad story of, of Kirby. That was awful. And I think it hit me a little bit more knowing that we're only like 20 miles away from it. Yeah, sure. Like that's scary. It is. That really is scary. It, it and is. it isn't nice whether it's 5,000 miles away or 5 miles away. It's never nice. But to know that people like that exist so close to you is just awful. Yeah. Uh, there's a really uh, sort of smiley picture of Kirby that I will put on our Instagram. Yeah. Because I think it's a really good tribute to 
everything that was reported that you know, her yeah. family said about her and that people said you know she was because mm-hmm. she was the victim ha- yeah she, she is she, yeah she was happy and smiley yeah. and and so yeah i'd like to put that picture on, on yeah. the you can do that for people to see so yeah yeah there you go thanks for telling that case i i can't I just can't comprehend it. No. it. It just doesn't sit right. Do you know what I mean? No, of course not, no. You know, it makes me think, did he watch too much Bates Motel? Because he blacked out. Yeah. You know? Where did he get it from? Yeah. So many, like, there's so many questions, isn't mm-hmm. there? Like, that's such a violent way to... Yeah. To, to, that's such a violent thing to do to someone. Yeah, you know? right. where, where is it? Where is her body? I don't know. You know, was it? Was he writing what he said when he said that he, you know, put them in the bins? In that case, then, you know, they're demolished. Smell. I know. Four months. I know. Didn't his neighbours think anything? Because you said earlier that they did have neighbours. Oh, 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 also, I oh. totally forgot. Just to, sorry, rewind. Okay. <laughs> In a really cruel twist, a police officer came and knocked on Dean and Kirby's door mm-hmm. at the time that Kirby, they would estimate that she dead at the time of the murder. Yeah. Um, and Dean thought that he was being found out and it was the fact that his neighbour had complained about dogs and barking uh, interesting and the policeman didn't go in because dean sort of shut the door behind him too see uh, that if, you know if and when i become a police officer yeah hopefully. i yeah i that would ring a bell straight away yeah sure it would i think because maybe i look into too much crime and i know you know the kind of thing that happens but truthfully i i would be like what you're hiding like if i was going i don't know to my friend's house if i came here now and I knocked on your door, you opened it and closed and come out and closed it behind you, I'd be like, is there something in there you don't want me to see? Mm. Like, my train of thought. But mm. people are entitled to their privacy. Of course they are. there has to be a yeah. reasonable reason for a policeman to enter your property. Yeah, yeah, they can't enter without a warrant. They yeah. have to be invited in. Exactly. So I just, he went and had a word with it, but like you say, yeah. that would raise suspicion, surely, like yeah. closing the door to just behind you. Yeah. But, yep, yeah, and she was there, like, you know, there then. <gasps> wow. Um, and you know, in court, it was said that the rock was smashed into a piece. Have you ever tried smashing a rock? No. And like the only way that's ever worked uh-huh. for you is to smash it on another rock. Yeah. That was <sighs> that was some force. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Wow. So, you know, I hope you, you know. Maybe it was like you said, just surmising, but a, a control thing. Who, 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 who knows? knows? Nobody knows. Or Kirby. And, yeah. You know, and put on her family and their yeah. children. And I hope one day that their family and children get justice. You know, and I think the only way that they'll get justice is to find Kirby's body. Yeah, sure. Okay, shall we move on? We'll move on. Okay. So, this week, I it's murdery, but not... <laughs> it's not... <laughs> Crime, crime. It's a bit mystery. It's not murdery, but it's crime, crime. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Exactly that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. It's I not love murdery, that. but it's crime, crime. It is crime, crime, or it's not. It is. Okay. It's crime, but it's different. Crime, crime. Yeah, it's crime, crime. It's like going out, but going out, out. Out, out. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Do you, are you on my level? Mm, don't know. Okay. okay. I'm listening. That's the main thing. Okay. <laughs> so, if you travel approximately 25 miles from Columbus in Ohio, it is quite possible to overlook one of many small towns dotted around America, you know, like these little villages that we would call them, just little, like, cutesy little towns. Mm -hmm. 
Situated along the banks of the Scotia River, Circleville is the type of small town America in which everyone knows everybody else. So, are you excited? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think I know which one you're going to do. Yeah. Wow, well, I kind of gave it away. <laughs> okay. Did so. Really that? I'm listening. Yeah. Well, everyone knows everyone. Bit, you know. Like, okay. yeah, exactly. I know we say that a lot in the podcast. Like here, like no one really knows where we are. We're like yeah, in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, but. <laughs> wow. Well. Speak for yourself. Well, yeah. Uh, I think people know, I think everyone knows, like, sort of small town. Yeah. And village, you, mm-hmm. you know, that, these places, but yeah, everyone yeah. knows everyone, yeah. Okay. It's likely the kind of place uh, where residents can leave the doors unlocked overnight without fear of any crime, just, you know, their neighbours might pop in for a bit of sugar and, you know, that sort of town trying to paint a picture. Yeah. Uh, on the face of it, Circleville doesn't seem like the kind of place that big city citizens might turn in order to get away from it all. Okay. So, yeah, sorry, it does seem like that sort of place. For a few terrifying weeks during 1976, all of that changed when somebody began a campaign of terror against the entire town with the Circleville letters. <gasps> you heard of this one? I've heard you talk about this one. Uh-huh. But I can't remember what happens, and I'm excited. Mm. Is this something to do with letters? Yeah. Wow. So... When I said it's not murder, murder, but it's crime, crime, <laughs> you'll see what I mean. Because there is there is a death in it. Yeah. I won't go into too much detail, but there is a death in it. But it's not. It's very suspicious. It's more of one of those cases where you lay down at night and go, God, fucking tell me who did that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Oh really? Yeah. Are you doing that to me today? I'm doing that to you oh, today. Oh me. Okay. I'm so excited. You're gonna text me tonight and be like, I think I know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is a, yeah, I'm solving conversation. all the mysteries. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm so excited. Okay. So, in 1976, residents of Circleville began receiving hate mail from just an, 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 an anonymous source that has wreaked havoc ever since. The letters were postmarked from Columbus. Well, don't forget I said if you travelled 25 miles from Columbus, so only about 25 miles away. Even some postmarks were in Circleville itself, so... Even some were, like, in the same town. But none of them had any return address. And they were really invasive and really quite threatening. Okay, can I ask a question? Yeah. What, what did they say? Okay. These letters seemed to know everything about everybody. What? Yeah, it seemed um, they, they knew all personal information. They knew, you know, how the kids did at school. No. Just weird stuff. No. Uh-huh. That means someone's watching. Right. To me, like, that's the first thing that it... Yeah. That I... And the... No. Mm-hmm. Even though many of the town's 14,000 inhabitants were targeted, one woman was singled out for some, like, awful treatment. Whoever sent these letters also said that they're watching the residents of this town, like you just said. Mostly handwritten, but some were typed. Letters had very boxed handwriting, like all caps, sort of very basic uh, handwriting. Unidentifiable, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, also notes that included unfamiliar handwriting to previous letters maybe two or three okay so not many were sent but a couple of them were sent with just different handwriting so what does that make you think copycat two people yeah or copycat or just yeah somebody that's got an accomplice out of like thousands of these letters only a few of them were actually talked about so there was thousands sent yeah really over years uh-huh so have you got any pictures of them sorry yeah have yeah you're you gonna put them on i'll put them on instagram for everyone oh, to really see. see yeah okay so a letter was received by a school bus driver named Mary Gillipsy, and it was written that she was having an affair with the school superintendent. So they knew, like, personal shit. So was she? Wait, wait. 
So the superintendent's name was Gordon Massey. The writer appeared to be really angry about this affair and told Mary that she had to come clean. The majority of the letters that she received were about this affair. Uh, whenever she'd read a letter, she'd hid it, hoping that you know nothing would ever come out of it and maybe that her husband wouldn't see it. She did a great job of keeping those letters a secret until one day her husband received a letter too. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm really sorry. That's all right. But I just need to just tell you, like, a story. Okay. Um, okay, so, when um, I was younger, my mum was going out with someone and I didn't like him. Okay. Do you like anybody? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Yeah, no, I liked lots of people. I didn't like him. And okay. I'm not going to say his name, mum. Um, so, one Shout day, out. I wrote a letter for, and I addressed it to my mum from my head teacher. You didn't. <laughs> You are so, evil. Like, he fancied her and wanted to take her out on a date. Oh, my God. And, yeah, hell up. <gasps> so, there you are. Oh, wow, just your mum's going to be laughing in a minute. Well, I'm not sure about that, but, <laughs> yeah, there was, there, it went, there was, stuff went down that day. Was there consequences? Yeah, not for me, though. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Yeah, there you go, yeah. Good story, I like it. Thank you. Sorry to interrupt your story <laughs> That's there. all right. So, yeah, so Ron received a letter like like I said, um, Mary had been trying to keep it a secret and then just out of nowhere when she thought she was doing a really good job, Ron received a letter. The letter to Ron said that Mary was having an affair and it was now Ron's responsibility to publicly announce and end the affair, otherwise his life would be in danger. Wow. That's a big thing, right? Like, getting threatened and things like that. So for the next few weeks, both Mary and Ron decided to keep the letters hidden and ignore them and just carry on with their life. Mm-hmm. However... Obviously, this writer was sending letters about the affairs to all of her neighbours. So the affair became the talk of the town and it couldn't be ignored anymore. So two weeks later, they received another letter. This letter said, Gillespie, you have two weeks and you have done nothing. Admit the truth and inform the school board. If not, I will broadcast it on posters, signs and billboards until the truth comes out. So... Obviously, Mary and Ron believe that this must be somebody that they know or that's in their family, so they called a family meeting to go over these letters. Love a family meeting. As a result of this meeting, they concluded that it must be a family member. However, nobody disclosed who it was. So they kind of like had the 90% chance that they knew who it was, but they didn't say anything to anyone. So they had an idea? Yeah, Uh, of a family member. Of a family member? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, They wrote them a letter asking them to stop and... They thought that that would be it. So they obviously sent the, sent the letter to the family members and said, look, please stop, you know, it's ruining our reputation, our yep. neighbours. And okay. it worked for a little bit. But on the 19th of August, 1977, Mary was on a trip when the phone rang that day. So Mary wasn't at home. Paint a little picture. It was Ron and Rod's kids. So yeah, Ron and his kids were at home and Mary was out on a trip. So at this point, she didn't know anything about it. According to Ron's kids, he was extremely upset. However, Mary never did find out who it was that made the call. But it was assumed to be the phantom author. And he was back with a bang. Are you ready? Mm. Ron lost his temper, obviously. Grabbed his pistol and told his kids that he was going to confront the people writing his letters and he left the house. At an intersection close to where they lived, Ron's vehicle struck a tree and killed Ron Glipsby. <gasps> yeah. When the police investigated the crash, they discovered that Ron's gun had been fired once. Detectives couldn't find any reason or any excuse for Ron to have fired his gun, and they couldn't figure out whether it was deliberate or not. Oh my God. The crash happened moments after Ron drove away, and no shot was reported. What? Yeah. 
strange. That's really strange. I, that always gets me. You what know, do like. What do you think like happened there? I think. What do I think? I think Ron shot the gun. Do you? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I think he did it while he was driving. By looked accident? to the side. No, I don't think by accident. I think he knew full well who wrote those letters because don't forget somebody phoned them, and Ron put the phone down and was like angry and left the house. Because he knew it was. Yeah. He didn't make it there. Mm -mm. That gives me cobwebs yeah. and fizzy blood. Yeah, fizzy <laughs> When Ron's body was taken for a post-mortem, he was 1.5 times over the legal driving limit. Ron's friends and family said that he this was out of the ordinary for him and he wasn't a big drinker at all. Really? Ron was never known to be drunk and, and to get behind the wheel of a car, so he was never known to do either. Even though he told his kids that he was going to confront the person behind these letters, there's no way to prove that this was actually what he was doing. Or if, if you know, what happened to him was actually the person on the phone. Yeah, but when people are angry, they do silly things. Yeah. And intoxicated with alcohol, mm -hmm. like, it's almost like you hulk out. Yeah, I just want to know what who that person was and what they said. Yeah. What made him that angry that he would get behind the wheel of a car drunk, mm. take his gun, shoot it, and then crash into a tree? Like, it just doesn't make sense. No. Do you see what I'm saying? This is one that you go to bed and think, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. So, the sheriffs ruled the death as an accident. As he was drunk driving, however, the residents began receiving letters accusing the sheriff of a cover-up. Ooh. Mm. These letters continued to threaten Mary about the affair when, eventually, she came clean and said that she did have an affair with the superintendent. However, conveniently, she didn't start the affair until some of the letters had been written. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> We're looking at each other like... Yeah, hey, yeah. Okay. yeah. But why would, why would you start an affair after being accused of the same affair? Like, you just wouldn't. No, you would. I don't believe her. No, I don't believe her. I think it happened all along. Whoever wrote these letters obviously knew or she admitted so that the letters would stop. Yeah, either I. Oh, okay. Yeah, but wouldn't you say, yeah, it's been going on for a long time? Yeah, wouldn't you just yeah. admit? Yeah. Even if you hadn't, you would say that to make it stop, right? So, things get weirder. February 7th, 1983, Mary was doing her usual school bus route when she saw a sign that was tied to a fence that said something that was threatening to her daughter. Mm. Obviously, Mary freaked out, stopped the bus and got out, removed the sign from the fence post. While she was taking it down, she noticed that there was a box tied to the other fence post. So she also took the box down and she took them both back onto the school bus. Mary then finished her route, dropped the kids off at school and she went home and decided to open the box. Inside, Mary found a pistol, where there was string wrapped around the trigger of the gun. It would somehow, supposedly, pull the trigger when she'd opened the box, but some thick shit didn't do it properly, did they? So, lucky for Mary, <gasps> mm, Mary was a victim of a potential booby trap. Oh my God. Mary was unsure if the gun was real, or if it was even loaded, so she took the pistol and the box straight to the police. Uh, they came and looked around the area where the box was, but didn't find anything. They found a shoe print, but they were unable to link it to anyone. So... Okay, wow. Whoever had the gun attempted to scrape the serial number off, but thanks to lab testing, the numbers were recovered and traced it back to the owner. The person they tracked it back to be was a man named Paul. But Paul happened to be Ron's brother-in-law, which was Ron's sister's husband. <gasps> so, Paul claimed that the gun was missing from his garage for a while, Hi. Paul did claim that he had told the police that the gun was missing uh, and they decided to give him a handwriting test to compare the letters. Okay. The results showed that the handwriting was similar enough so police arrested Paul in regard to the attempted murder of Mary and the person writing the letters. 
obviously the murder of uh, Ron was an accident. So, if you were being accused of or suspected of this crime, mm -hmm. and they were putting you on a handwriting test, mm -hmm. if you were the culprit, wouldn't you just like change your handwriting? Yeah, but there's they look really deep into like the letters and the way some people write their O's from left to right, uh -huh. and some do it from right to left, and they can tell that. Yeah. So they'll look for similarities in the way that O's are written or okay. in how much space you leave or do you know okay. what I mean? So things, you could change your handwriting completely or think you are, okay. but it's still the way that the pen is written on the paper. Oh, mm. Interesting. Yeah. What film was that on? Uh, Zodiac. Zodiac. Fucking love that, that was, film. Yeah, great film. Oh, so good. This actually reminds me a little bit of the Zodiac with the is letters. It? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So Paul's trial took place in October 1983. Uh, one officer said that Paul had admitted to writing at least 50 of the letters. <gasps> However, Paul later denied that and said that they were making it up. And if they had proof and said that wouldn't they have a recording or a document of him saying that? Mm -hmm. So we watched um, When They See Us last week, okay. a couple of weeks ago. Amazing. Don't know if you've watched it. I so want to do an episode on the Central Park Five or the Exonerated Five. Yes. Like, so bad. Good. So bad. Yeah, do it. I just do think it, that's such a fascinating case. And you see in the episodes that the police encouraged them into saying things that they didn't actually do. Yeah. They were kids, you know. And I think, you know, possibly that could have been what happened here. Mm. They could have either made it up, turned off the recording, because they did that a lot in that programme. They turned off the recording. Yes. Encouraged them, then put the recording on when they said it. Yeah. But they didn't even have a recording of Paul admitting that. Mm. And they record quite a lot of interviews. Yeah. So, 1983, didn't you yeah. say? So, yeah, okay. Yeah. No fingerprints of Paul's were found on any of the letters or the booby trap, so he was completely clean of forensics. When the police searched Paul's house, they found absolutely no evidence whatsoever, but Paul was found guilty of the crime and was sentenced to 25 years in prison, even though the majority of the evidence showed that he was innocent. Mm. So, Paul, fresher, is in prison, uh, but the letters still continued. He even received one himself. One of the letters to Paul said, and I quote, Now when are you going to believe you aren't going to get out of there? I told you two years ago, when we set them up, they stay set up. Don't you listen at all. Some people actually believe that Paul was writing these letters himself. What? Yeah. Uh, however, that's impossible because everything that enters and leaves that jail is checked. Yes. Uh, they even put Paul, this is awful, in solitary confinement to see if they would stop because he would have no access to anything in there. However, they didn't stop. Mm. So, Paul was given a polygraph test and asked if he had anything to do with the letters, but Paul said no and passed. Police then began to believe that Paul had nothing to do with these murders, but he'd sat in prison for 11 years. Oh my god, mm. 11 years of your life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <gasps> so, Martin Yant, uh, a journalist that spent a lot of time working this case, had found some really interesting evidence that was missed out of the original trial. Mary told the sheriff that one of the other bus drivers that she works with drove down the same road as the booby trap. Uh, 20 minutes before, Mary did, and when she drove through that intersection, there was a yellow El Camino that was parked there, and Mary's colleague described a tall man with sandy hair. And I'll put the photos on Instagram, uh, but Paul Fresher had dark, dark hair, dark moustache. He was very dark features. Yep. So she said that she thought this was weird because when she was going by, he turned around and acted like he was going to the toilet, so like as to not make any eye contact. Mm. Sort of turned around not to be identified. Uh, this description doesn't fit Paul, like I just said, um, and because nobody's ever pursued this, it was never brought up on trial. Um. So once Martin began posting about the Al Camino, he began receiving letters and threats himself. 
So several years later, they, the letters are stopped. They stopped for a couple of years. And then a couple of years after they'd stopped, they restarted. However, we don't know if these letters were written by the original Sackleville writer or because it had so much publicity, yes. it was a copycat. Yeah. So in 1990, Unsolved Mysteries did a segment on the Sackleville letters. Uh, TV programme in America? Yep, okay, yeah. Yeah, I love that TV programme. I've never watched it, but... It's good, yeah. You know what I'm like for unsolved stuff. Yeah. But before they released the episode, they received a letter of their own. (gasps) Shut up! Yeah. Really? The letter read, Forget Circleville, Ohio, do nothing to get hurt. Sheriff Radcliffe, if you come to Ohio, you L sickos will pay, dot dot, the Circleville writer. Yeah. What do you reckon, real one or copycat? Um, I reckon copycat. Do you? No, no, I don't. I take that back. I reckon it's a real one. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I just, I don't know. You know, you just get these feelings. Yeah? Yeah, I don't know. So in 1994, four years after the Unsolved Mysteries segment, Paul Fresher was released, and he maintained his innocence until his death in 2012. The identity of the Circleville letter writer remains unknown. Some still people, now? Yeah. No. Some people still believe it was Fresher, but others believe it was actually Mary herself. Really? And, and that she used letters to concoct and support the perfect murder of her own husband. Wow. So, so there's some theories flying around. Yeah, there really is. Some people believe that the first round of letters was written by David Lambrey, who was also a colleague of Mary's and appeared to have some type of romantic interest slash obsession okay. with Mary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not the same there's there, a fine really. line. <laughs> yeah, but whatever you want to call it. About to cross over. Yeah. 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 Uh, however, she did not feel the same. Uh, and in 1999, David became a fugitive for raping a child, but he committed suicide while on the run from the police. So obviously, never found out whether it was him or not. Oh. Paul Fresher and Martin Yant started working together a little bit once Paul was out of prison. And they actually both believed that it was Paul's ex-wife, which was Ron's sister. Really? And it was her boyfriend stood next to the El Camino. Karen was one of the only people who knew that Paul's gun was hidden in the garage. And when Paul went to prison, she regained custody of her house and children. It could be a potential motive. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, what are you thinking? Because I'm, I'm, you know... know. I don't know. I'm just trying to take it all in. Like, I reckon there was a copycat in there somewhere. Yeah, or I don't know about an accomplice, you know. Do you reckon there was two or three people that were trying to get back at people? Or maybe once it started, like, other people joined in. Yeah. And the actual original just let that happen. Mm -hmm. You don't know, do you? No. Maybe they saw it working and mm-hmm. they like decided to have a go themselves. Yeah. Because there's so many letters, like, set. Thousands. Thousands. I mean, who's got time for that? I know, right? Like I said in the last episode, I don't even have time to wash my hair. <laughs> still? Yeah, still. <laughs> no, no, not still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is... I, d- I, d- I don't know. I do mm. not know. Someone. D- it was someone. It was... No one's ever lost. Someone. Exactly. You never know. No. I just can't quite get my head around it. No, I think it's one of those stories as well that I'd need to like read a few times yeah. myself to be yeah, like and watch okay. a few videos, podcasts. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like, I don't think I've ever heard this done on a podcast before. No, no, I don't think so. Definitely not. Mm. I've not. No. I've heard listened to a lot of podcasts. Yeah, I've not heard this one before. Mm. It's really interesting. Though, yeah, like how something you, like mm-hmm. like chainmail. Yeah, gone wrong. Mm-hmm. Literally. Or, or no, it's not chainmail. It's hate mail. Mm. Yeah. No, I just find that really strange and what I found really strange is they called a family meeting yeah. and they all had a suspicion of who it was could they have suspected Ron's sister 
Maybe. So we don't know who they suspected. No, that's so annoying. That is so annoying. Can someone, Mm -hmm. like, not just tell us? I know. Just fucking get it out there. Yeah. So, so, like... See, this is why Unsolved is, like, not... It's not that it's not my thing, but it bugs me that much. Yeah, I know, I can't look at them too much because I'm like, I need to have an end. I need closure. Yeah, see, I need to make my own theories. I need to think (laughs) I'm, like, some (laughs) private investigator. Um, I'd love to be a private investigator. Would you? Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about it. It's interesting. Yeah, definitely. Maybe my uni will lead me to do something like that. A crime crime one. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I just... Are you? Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) Mm, I just... I'm not sure... Uh, yeah, I honestly, I don't, I couldn't pinpoint it on one person because who so knows? If, if we go back to the suspects, yeah, I really don't think it's Mary. Why? I don't have a solid reason. I just think. I mean, okay, let me go back. She was on a trip the day of the phone call. Yep. Strange, but what would Mary have said to Ron that made him so angry? I've been writing the letters. Then he just probably... If, I don't know, because I, obviously we don't know him, but I just laugh. I'm like, oh, don't, be, don't be daft. Yeah. Depends how you take it. Mm. It's hard, isn't it? Because you're just guessing all yeah. the time what someone's reaction would be, who that would be on the phone. It could have been Mary saying, "There's, you know, I know who's writing the letters and they're waiting at intersection, whatever yeah. intersection. Yeah. Could have said anything. But for him to go out and leave his kids at home that day, on their own. How old are they? Can't find any information about the kids. Young, like, I would imagine yeah. so. Young to be left on their own. Yeah. 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 So Especially like you know they're not like fifteen and eighteen or something like that. That they were, I think they were pretty young. Mm. So for him to go out, leave the kids, and then you know pass away like he did. I mean, obviously, as far as we know, that wasn't expected. Horrible, horrible, like sort of coincidence. Yeah. But, but was it a coincidence? That's my it. question. Like, because that's then everybody would have found out who it was. Because mm-hmm. he was going to go and... Well, exactly. he had a gun with him, didn't he? Mm-hmm. So who knew what he was going to do? But at least then we would, would have found out. Yeah. And his gun was fired once. But nobody heard a shot. That's so weird. Mm. So, so strange. Where did the shot go? It didn't say. They, he just shot. It, and it they, you know, they found everything with it. But they just said that there was no evidence of what he could have been shooting at. But it was 1.5 times over the limit. So that's not... I mean, any drink driver's bad, but that's not like... You see some people that are like 10 times over the limit. Yeah, but for someone that doesn't drink very much, like... Yeah. He wasn't known for a drinker. No. Okay, so who else is a suspect? Paul. Paul, Paul Fresher. Yeah. The brother-in-law of Ron. That's who you think it is, isn't it? No. Don't you? No. Okay. I don't. I really do think he's innocent. There's very little evidence pointing towards him, but there is a little bit. Like, his okay. gun went missing and he'd called the police when it had gone missing okay but then if it was him he would have had to have planned because he phoned two weeks before phoned the police two weeks before and said my gun's missing yeah but people are clever <sighs> i guess he was creating like an alibi for his gun kind of <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah like, no i get you uh, you know i reported it missing you know that i've informed you you get those people that are like yeah think that they can play the law but it wasn't like two days before It'd no. been missing for a while, do you know yeah. what I mean? I don't know. I, I just don't... My heart's not telling me it's him. Okay. So then we've then got Paul's wife. Mm-hmm. She knew that he kept a gun in the garage. She'd split, had a boyfriend, and, you know, could frame and pull for it, taking his gun and shooting it or whatever. Could that have been a motive for getting her kids and her house back? 
quite a big one, isn't it? I was going to ask about like insurance money and things yeah. like that. But yeah, I forgot she got her house and her children back. Mm -hmm. um, again, I you know I don't like to question why, but in a sort of judgment kind of way. But you know she wasn't living with her children. Mm -mm. Then it must have been a, you know she didn't have full custody of them. Nope. Uh, was there a reason? You know, do we know why? I it don't know. I feel like this is a case we could talk about all day. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I feel like it's one of those that it doesn't matter what avenue you go down. There's, lots there's of a them. lot of... Yeah, yeah. Lots of, And there's like little bits from everybody where it goes, yeah. well, you could have, you, yeah. Mm -hmm. So no one ever been... No one's ever been caught. Whether there was one person or ten people, nobody's been caught. And did the law enforcement, did they actually like try and find out who it was? Did they do much? Handwriting samples and... I, I There wasn't a lot online about investigation, but... Early 80s. And cared. they thought it was somebody from their family. They probably just thought tit for tat family shit. Yeah, yeah. If they um, had a pretty good suspicion of who it was in their family. But I just, I just don't know. I just don't get it. I know. It's a good one though, oh, makes, really makes me want to like go mad because yeah. I just, just want to know. Kind of go around in circles, but it's yeah. really interesting. Mm -hmm. Like, because it almost uh, sort of points out. I swear to God that helicopter was here this time last week. Yeah, it was. Um, or it was someone chainsawing something or cutting grass. Yeah. <laughs> There's always something. Noisy old place. But I think it really highlights, like, mm -hmm. a small town or village uh, mentality. Yeah. Look, like, could you imagine that happening in a luggage? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, I know. Like, it just makes you think, are you right, bust? <laughs> Bless his heart. He's like the podcast mascot. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, like, I couldn't imagine somebody writing people thousands of notes, letters. Who got time for that? Well, some people might. <laughs> but it's that small town sort of, like, mentality that, like, really interests me. Mm -hmm. that, like, something can go on like that, and it's sort of in that place where... And it just, like, the watching, because mm -hmm. that, that person must have had to... Oh, that creeps me out. Exactly. It's got a lot of chill factors to it. It was a good one. Yeah. Really, I'm like, glad you enjoyed I've it. I've never, because it's not really my thing, mm -hmm. I've never read about it before. I only heard you talk about it. Yeah. Do you like my, it's not murder, murder, it's crime, crime. Yeah, I love that. It, it's kind of like, it wasn't a murder as such, because it was never identified as a murder, but it was still a crime. Suspicious. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think somebody definitely killed Ron. Do you? Yeah. Set up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very suspicious, isn't it? Driving into a tree and shooting his gun. Like, but he was drunk, though. He was over the limit. Yeah. But it only takes a pint and a half to get you over the limit. Yeah, true. But then you say only. I know, I know. Was he a small guy? Was he, you exactly. know... Exactly. You don't know. No. And, like, when you've eaten and stuff like that, that's... Yeah. That's all, like, comes down to it as well, doesn't it? I yeah. I just, I just... Someone doesn't sit right with me with that bit. I'd really just, be interested to hear, like, anybody else's, like, theories Yeah, on yeah, it. for sure, definitely. And if anyone's, like, looked into it uh -huh. before, they've got any more information. Yeah, anything else that I didn't find, for yeah, sure. like, I would re be really interested, like, to discuss it on uh -huh. Facebook or mm -hmm. something, you know. Maybe we could put up a discussion or something. Yeah, no, I'd love that. I really, really, really would like to know what other people think. Definitely, because it's just, like, two people sat here yeah. surmising. It'd be great to get some yeah. opinions. Yeah, it would. I'd like people to change my opinion. That's what I like. I like well, someone to open go, it up, isn't it? Yeah. Open up and go, oh, like, oh, I didn't think of that. Yeah, exactly. Mm. That's why it's great to have yeah. a community where people are interested in the same thing. Yeah, because, for sure. You know, you speak to someone that isn't into it and they just stare at you. Yeah, you're like, what? Horrified, <laughs> usually, with a horrified yeah. look on their face. You're mm -hmm. like, okay, you're not a, you're not a murder, murder, crime, crime person. You're not. You're not a murder, <laughs> murder. 
crime crime person so great yeah like, really great i enjoyed listening to that yeah it was a really good i knew one. you'd like Bit it different yeah as well i like that it wasn't murder murder i just wanted one. to not do something so heavy but of course it, it's not nice and it's awful but my last two episodes have been about children yeah, and sure. you know i wanted to mix it up crime isn't just murder Crime is oh, yeah, it comes a in. lot of things. Domestic violence. Exactly. You know. It covers a whole host yeah. of things. And yeah, there's lots of different a- mm-hmm. a- avenues, isn't there? Yeah. I yeah, I enjoyed this episode. I think shout out to Requested Jaws. Yeah. Yeah, Queen Chu, Charlie, yeah. And I hope that I did it justice. You did. You it did. was you know, it's our our county yeah. where we live. Yeah. And um I wanted to I did really wanna do mm-hmm. You know, Kirby and her family justice. Yeah, for by, sure. You know, telling her story. Yeah, because so, it isn't about Dean, is it? No. Not about that no. thing. No. It's about Kirby and thing. justice and, you know, I hope one day, like I said earlier, that her family do get justice. Yeah, me too. I really do. Really do. Okay, mates. Until, Until next, next crime. crime.